الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا سبلنا وما لنا الا نتوكل على الله وقد هدانا سبلنا ولا نصبرن على ما اتيتمونا واصبر وما صبرك الا بالله واشهد ان لا اله الا الله واحد احد فرد صمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا احد وهو القاهر فوق عباده لا تخفى عليه خافيه يعلم خائنه الاعين وما تخفي الصدور واشهد ان سيدنا وهادينا ونبينا وعزيزنا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم عبده ورسوله وان كان كبر عليك اعراضهم ولقد نعلم انك يضيق صدرك بما يقولون فسبح بحمد ربك وكن من الساجدين واعبد ربك حتى ياتيك اليقين وَإِن يَكَادُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَيُزْلِقُونَكَ بِأَبْصَارِهِمْ لَمَّا سَمِعُوا الذِّكْرَ وَيَقُولُونَ إِنَّهُ لَمَجْنُونٌ وَمَا هُوَ إِلَّا ذِكْرٌ لِّلْعَالَمِينَ مَن يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَأُولِي الْأَمْرِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فَلَا مُضِلَّ لَهُ ومن يعص الله ورسوله واولي الامر من المؤمنين فلا هادي له ومن يتوكل على الله فهو حسبه والله غالب على امره ولكن اكثر الناس لا يعلمون اما بعد dear committed muslims brothers and sisters the word sharia is mentioned one time in our guiding book <coughs> around su- around ayah 18 in surah al-jathiyah 
ثم جعلناك على شريعة من الأمر فاتبعها and then the, uh, the approximate meaning in English goes like this and then we had you and the you here is in reference to Allah's beloved Prophet may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and then we had you on a course of action Shari'atin min al-amr that's a rough rendition in English now the word Sharia and the reason I'm focusing this khutbah on this matter is there is a barrage of information in the media in uh, the general talk of the town <clears throat> in academic circles among decision makers there's this shenanigan that Muslims want to impose Sharia law <clears throat> on the United States, on Americans, on the people, on Europeans, etc., etc. Muslims, they tell the public, want to enforce or impose Sharia law. <clears throat> And they don't let the Muslims think for themselves. <clears throat> our masajid, our controlled masajid, our scholars, for the most part, are not up to the task. So we are left with this line of information that spreads hither and yon saying that Muslims want to govern by Sharia law <clears throat> they say it with their experience in presenting the issue from different angles with different backgrounds but the bottom line as if Muslims want to come and force people into some type of legal system that is alien to them, to the people. <clears throat> That's why it's necessary for us to clear the air on this issue. Therefore, we say the word Sharia is mentioned only one time in the book of Allah. In Surah Al-Jathiyah, around Ayah 18, ثُمَّ جَعَلْنَاكَ عَلَى شَرِيعَةٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْرِ فَاتَّبِعْهَا And then we have you on a course of action, so follow through. <coughs> Later on, as Muslim life developed, Muslim society progressed, the word Sharia gained a fiqh 
extension of meaning. So Sharia became known in the circles of fuqaha as a legal system. <clears throat> but when did this legal system for us to be able to counter the lies and the innuendo that come our way as Muslims in order for us to rebut all of that we need to take a closer look at the information in our possession and the information in our possession besides the ayah just referred to from the guiding text besides that the Prophet of Allah, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him and his. He struggled for 13 long and arduous years. There was no legal system of his. This was in Mecca, the first 13 years of the mission of the Prophet were in Mecca. There were no laws, there was no legal system, there were no regulations and procedures, there was no sharia, period. But then when the Muslims, the Prophet and those who were committed with him, when they made that move from Mecca to Al-Madinah, Islam became a vibrant social reality. And a vibrant social reality needs legal parameters, legal details. Before they got, before these committed Muslims, led by Allah's beloved Prophet before they became the nucleus Islamic social order in Al-Madinah, they cultivated a transparent, and a vibrant and a clean conscience. <clears throat> the Muslims, the committed Muslims, are people of morals. So when they, after the 13 years of proving their moral quality, their ethical worth, after 13 years, Allah Jalla wa made it possible for them to be responsible for a society and a state in Al-Madinah. Along with it came the rules and the regulations which are referred to as Sharia. Not before that. So what is, from an Islamic standpoint, what is a Sharia? 
Simply stated, a sharia is socializing your conscience and your morality. That's as simple as it gets. If there's no public conscience, if there's no social morality, there cannot be a sharia. Period. So, if we understand our history and we understand our psychology and we understand our society, we eventually understand that there cannot be a Sharia in the United States in these current conditions where there's no Islamic morality. Let me reword that for those who have difficulties understanding. There cannot be a Sharia in any society where there is no scriptural morals. And anyone and we know these are coming from Zionist and imperialist sources, these accusations and these charges in the media against committed Muslims and against the reawakening of Muslims. We know where all of this comes, comes from and for what purposes. But we want to take a look at our own selves. Have we developed, and that word we, you can define it any way you want, within the Islamic context. Have we developed a mature, a reasonable, a communicative response to these who are flabbergasting us with their accusations? You brothers and sisters, you have the freedom to roam the land. Go to masajid, go to Islamic centers, listen to khutaba and speakers and see how many you encounter who are capable of addressing these issues that are in the public mind instead of trying to have us divided on historical issues. They want to take us back to the obscure chapters in our history and sensitize us to our differences and create out of these differences a psychology of confrontation and war as you can see in the real world now we don't have the 13 years of building an Islamic psychology 
with an Islamic ideology, within an Islamic geography, we have none of those components here where we are. The issue is different in other places of the world. But here, where we are told by the media mouthpieces that Muslims want to impose or want to enforce Sharia law, we should be able to recapture our character, our mission, and address this batil, this fallacy and falsification. We should be able to do that. But unfortunately, the field is wide open for those who are at odds with us for different interests. What they do is they empty our minds, Jum'ah prayers you go to, in the run-of-the-mill Islamic center, some of these speakers who ascend the minbar on Friday, they say, but we can't speak about these issues. Why can't you? What, what is there? Are you breaking any law? If you are enlightening people with information from Allah and his prophet pertaining to the real issues of life around, is there any crime in that? Is there any violation of moral standards or legal laws when someone is trying to rebut or respond or turn back these types of accusations coming our way? Of course, these people who have the means and the ex access to the mainstream media and peddle these lies night and day trying to present the Muslims as if we are psychopaths the psychopaths that have Muslim names their strings are pulled by the same people who are accusing us of trying to impose laws and a legal system on those who are different from us. There's no truth in that whatsoever. Not one shred of truth is in that statement about Sharia law. And the truth stands to look us in the face. Why are you Muslims incapable of speaking truth to power? What has happened to you? Where has your moral fiber gone? This is the real world that we are living in today. This we're not, not someone I'm not trying to blow things out of proportion. I'm not trying to score anything with anyone. All that we are trying to do is present the facts in the context of the reality 
which belongs to our life. We are here in this time and in this place, and we should be, and we should feel responsible, answering to Allah Subhanahu and to His Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam. What do they want to do? They want us to hear for the umpteenth time particular khutbas that deal with najasa and tahara, that deal with where are you going to put your hands in a salah, what are you going to say in your tashahud? These types of matters are blown out of proportion they are equated with everything that islam and iman stand for and all of these other issues as if they don't exist all of these issues as if they don't exist inshallah there will come a time when our conscience and our morality will develop to an extent that we can address these types of issues with confidence relying upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and feeling very secure in his presence with the guidance that he has given us أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم أدعوه سبحانه وأنتم على يقين بالإجابة وتوبوا إلى الله إن الله تواب رحيم الحمد لله الذي هدى وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا المصطفى وعلى آله وصحبه أولي النهى والتقى Dear brothers and sisters, committed Muslims You can see with your own eyes, you can hear with your own ears the result of ignorance this person and whoever is behind him is screaming out of ignorance if there was a sense of morality if there was a sense of brotherhood he could bring his concerns here to yours truly and speak to him there's no we don't run away from people actually the fact of the matter is they run away from us they haven't come and asked us about why are we here praying in the street their problem is they don't want us to address the real issues that is their problem we wish we could help them if they could just do away with their emotionalism and approach us say what's the matter why are you praying here in the street instead of honoring their Islamic Brotherhood with their Muslim brothers this is what they do of course behind them we know that there are others who are involved in all of this 
But some of the issues they don't want us to address, this is where it hurts them the most. We have officials who come to this land, who come to this government, and then they sell the Islamic future to the highest bidder or to those who have the most military power. They do this and they don't want to address this issue from the masjid with a clear conscience and with a clean heart. They don't want to do it that way. One of their writers this past week, one of their writers prominent in their kingdom comes out in the open and he says that there is a convergence of interests between the Saudis and the Israelis. But they cannot express this in public. The contacts should continue clandestinely behind the scenes or in his word under the table. That's the way it should be done. Their officials, both sides, Holy Land North and Holy Land South, in occupied and colonized Palestine and in occupied and colonized Arabia. In these two areas, their officials, whether they are intelligence officials or military officials, or diplomatic officials both of them say our number one enemy is Iran why is that why do they say something like that is the progress that is being made by an Islamic Iran is that getting on their nerves they can't take that any any longer it is this week, this is another area they don't want any, anyone to speak about. It was this, exactly this week, two years ago, that the regime that rules in the Arabian Peninsula launched a war of aggression against the poorest country in that region. That first year they said our troops are these are the Saudis. They said our troops are on the outskirts of Sana'a. Last year, they came and they said that their troops are on the verge of entering Sana'a. What are they saying this year? This year they are saying we want the Ansarullah and their allies, we want them to evacuate Saudi territory. We want them to leave Saudi Arabian territory. This is the fact of the matter. These are the dynamics. The United Arab Emirates, another one of these regimes that's on its way out, it is coordinating its flight plans and it is maneuvering in the air with the Israeli Air Force. All of this type of sickness, it is a psychological 
evil vileness that is deep down inside their psychology all of this is coming out right now that's good we'd like to know who they are please by all means show yourself present yourself to the public we'd like to see who you are don't speak to us behind closed about us behind closed doors don't yell at us as if we cannot hear we are muslims and we will listen to anyone who comes to us with an open mind and a sincere heart there is no question about this but if people individuals prefer to act in a way that is crooked in a way that is unbecoming then they speak for themselves they represent themselves we've been out here in the street for 34 years we are the ones who are under the elements helicopters is one element up there secret service is another element all around we have now officials right here behind us in these two blocks from the previous administration and from this administration and then we have the snow in the winter we have the scorching sun in the summer and we have all the elements in between and they are the ones who are getting nervous and running out of patience and we stand on principle we say the truth so help us God and because of that we see these reactions and to some of our dear brothers who linger in this area they are around they prefer the comfort of their office or they prefer the comfort of a heated room in the winter time and an air-conditioned room in the summertime they prefer that to standing on principle some of them you may refer to as veteran muslims some of them you might want to say are retired muslims we don't understand our commitment to allah to reach an old age or to become infirm we understand our commitment of allah as long as we continue to exhale and inhale allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqa وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه ولا تجعله ملتبسا علينا واجعلنا للمتقين إماما اللهم إليك نشكو ضعف قوتنا وقلة حيلتنا وهوانا على الناس يا أرحم الراحمين أنت ربنا وأنت رب المستضعفين فإلى من تكلنا 
إلى غريب يتجهمنا أم إلى عدو ملكته أمرنا إن لم يكن بك علينا غضب فلا نبالي ولكن عافيتك هي أوسع لنا نعوذ بنور وجهك الذي أشرقت له الظلمات وصلح عليه أمر الدنيا والآخرة من أن تنزل بنا غضبك أو تحل علينا صخطك لك العتبى حتى ترضى ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد اللهم بارك على محمد وآل محمد اللهم صل على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم اللهم بارك على إبراهيم وآل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر ومن أظلم ممن منع مساجد الله أن يذكر فيها اسمه وسعى في خرابها أولئك ما كان لهم أن يدخلوها إلا خائفين لهم في الدنيا خزي ولهم في الآخرة عذاب عظيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة إن الصلاة كانت على المؤمنين كتابا موقوتا Allah <laughs> 